Hey, hello, hello, and welcome to episode 463 of the Dark Treasure Podcast. I'm most always I'm Tyler, and join me, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. Um, we're skipping the whole, you know, pleasantries here because uh, we are still wearing the same clothes as the last episode because we just got to record in the last episode. Um, we don't just keep wearing the same show, same clothes days on end. I do, but I don't know about Gables. So I'm not going to throw him under the bus. Uh, <laughs> but hi, my dog is. Uh, He's okay. Hi, Lily. I missed you too. Um, and he's feeling he's feeling very uh, neglected right now. But um, we are back to do a um, case you might have missed it on the last episode. Uh, we were gonna do as part of the normal show, but we were already kind of running kind of long. And I'm like, well, we are gonna spend a long time talking about the video game award nominees. <laughs> uh, so I figured we should probably just make it its own thing. And that's what we're doing here. Oh, I need to sign in to the thing here. I should have done that. Uh, it logged me out. I'm signed back in. All right. So here's what we're doing, guys. We are going to go through here and we're going to go look through. We're not going through every category because a lot of categories are like esports and stuff like that. Um, but uh, we're going to go through here and we're going to kind of. Um, I am logged into the Drunk Nerds Twitter account and we're going to vote in each one. I'm not who we want to win necessarily, but who we think we might win. And we're going to kind of talk maybe a little about if we have some um, thoughts about. The decisions that were added here to uh, how, like, why these are here, why these were nominated, why maybe something else wasn't nominated. Um, and we're gonna, I think it'd be kind of fun to do that. So uh, we're going to start the voting. Um, I'm loading it up right now. Um, give me two seconds here. All right, Gables. So we are starting off right now. We're, we're going to do it here just in order by what she gives us here. We're going to do Game of the Year. So Game of the Year always has six games where most of the categories have five. Uh, so game of the year here, we're starting off with uh, Death Loop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village. Um, so, I mean, Gils, what's your look through this list? How are you feeling about it? And um, who do you think, if you if you have an idea, who, who do you want to win? If you don't, you don't have to say that if you don't want to. Uh, and, I mean, who do you think will win? All right. Honestly... From what I'm seeing right on here, what I feel that's going to win is going to be probably Deathloop, in my honest opinion, yeah. because of how much it's been advertised and pushed down the throats of people through the endorsements in terms of reviews from multiple different game reviewers as well. I mean, I would be shocked if, say, like, It Takes Two were to grab it, or, like, say, if, like... Uh, Resident Evil Village were to grab it, or even like a Dark Horse, say like a Psychonauts 2, or even like Metroid Dread, because granted, it's like, you could make an argument and stuff, there could have been other games that could have been put in the same type of slot, you know, and like, gosh, I'm trying to think of what game from like this year could have been possibly advertised for like, say, a game of the year thing for this yeah i mean a lot of people were mad about force horizon 5 but i'm like eh, it's a rate i mean i don't want to it's a racing game it's like you got to be really really good and really different i think to be in there and right. also kind of the downside of this is the the votes at the end uh to be, for publishers there's like 70 something different publishers throughout the world that are involved in helping uh bring it down to the to the nominees uh that vote on this and they have to. It's it's like the first week in November, uh, which they have codes, but it's a little early. But I'm like, I don't know, um, like if that would have made it, like really if on if, even if they had an extra couple of weeks, it would have made a difference. Um, I don't know. I mean, why? Well, I don't know. I I can't think of like I feel like a lot of people were mad about a lot of a lot of games that weren't there. But I, that's when I think about it, I'm like I listen to some of the ones I've seen. The ones I see the most of, I'm like that just seems more it's more personal than it is like a real argument because I think about like what's on here and like I'm looking at like like I agree I think what might win is Deathloop um you know I don't it wouldn't be my vote obviously when neither one of us has played that game but I think of like I look at like Deathloop and Metroid Dread um and I feel like those are like the two games where I feel like I mean it's been a very weird year where I don't feel like you know it's like a 2019 year but better um where like it's just so across the board and there hasn't been that like there hasn't been those usually most years we have like one, two, maybe three games that just kind of take that fucking brass ring mm-hmm. and like they're the game of the generation, game of the decade type games. And we really haven't had one this year, probably, unless we just have a down year, a really bad 
down generation or decade. Um, quintessentially, this feels like a hangover from 2020. Quintessentially, yeah, and then obviously, yeah, and then, and and then COVID, COVID. I mean, obviously, yeah. like it's always you know you look. I mean, I, like you look at 2022. How like how many how great 2022 looks like, and I think 2023 is gonna look even just as good, if not better, because a lot of games that were supposed to come out in 2020 and are in 20, late 2020 and 2021, early 2022 are being pushed back six months to a year, yeah, um, if not longer. So. Um, I feel like this is a lot of a year a year of a lot of like eight point fives and nines, and I, I look at this list and I feel like, I mean, I think Resident Evil Village is the one that kind of surprised me uh, to be on this list. Not that I don't think it deserves it, but I, I think I, like I feel like the response to this game for the most part was like was there's a lot of people that were very high on it. A lot of people are just like, yeah, it's fine. No, 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 like it's bad, but just it's fine. But look at the rest of this, like especially like Deathloop and Metroid Dread, where I look at like those are the two games where I look at like they were from from like the journalist side, from reviews uh, and streamers and content creators and gamers. Those are the two games where I think like I look at like I look at those two games. Those are the ones that were like highly regarded by everybody. Right. So I mean, uh, no, I should say everybody, but by most people. Where like like Deathloop got tens, Metro Dread got a lot of nines and some tens. Um, so like I just look at those like I think it's down those two, but I think Deathloop will win because it's just more so because more people probably played it because this is 50-50. So there's like these all these different outlets that vote and they rank who they want to be, who they think should like be on these categories, and then that's how you get to the nominees, and then after that, then those same outlets vote on who they think should win and then the fans vote so it's 50 50 fan votes and uh the the votes of those same people that got the nominees so i look at it like that i think that's why i think for the most part death loop will win and i don't think it's a i don't think it's a wrong answer i don't think death loop is either one of our games i think i would i always look at death loop like i think i'd have that game looks like it's fun as hell to play i just don't like loop games like that time games like time loop games so i don't know i mean i mean is there anything else you thought of that should have been on this list that you don't that didn't quite make it and i mean are you are you still thinking death loop to be perfectly honest with you i'm still thinking that death loop is probably going to go forth and win the game of the year in that aspect to be perfectly honest with it even the games presented right here i've only played maybe two of them at most i know you have played probably like more of uh the games in this game of the year list than I have in this regards, especially you and I both beat. It takes two mm-hmm. fantastic game, obviously probably both of higher in our game of the year's list. Probably. Yes. I know that I know personally you have better knowledge in regards to that. The ratchet and clank resident evil village and psychonauts two, since you have either tried or beaten a couple of them, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's the first time I've seen like a game of the year list and stuff for this reward show and stuff where I cannot personally pick a game of the year because I hadn't hardly played hardly any of them <laughs> besides yeah. it takes two. But yeah. I still remain adamant that uh, I feel like people are going to mainly go or the critics are mainly going to go with Deathloop. And that's because of how the game is. You know, if anything, I'm surprised that Returnal isn't on here. There's a lot of a lot of surprise for that, but that's one of the ones I felt like it was very personal Right. because there's people, there's people that were, that really love that game. And on, in those outlets that talked about like, they were well, kind of, yeah, I, felt that was yeah. a snub. I feel like there's always snubs. You can make this, you could put 10 games in game of the year nominees and there's still gonna be people upset about 11, 12 and 13. Well, yeah, um, that's like, true. And I bet that, that I wouldn't be surprised if that was like seventh or eighth on this list, but that game was also got a lot of sevens and eights. Like, so, I mean, it wasn't, like, across the board. I think there's people, a lot of people that really liked it and, really, and some people that loved it. And it's probably their game, the personal game of the year. But I feel like there's also a lot, like, when you look at, like, uh, listening to a lot of people talk about it, a lot of people that were, like, they're part of those outlets that voted on this, like, looking at the reviews and talks back then, they weren't, like, a lot of them weren't as high on it as others were. Yeah. So that one was more mixed, where I feel like these, for the most part, were not as mixed. Maybe Resident Evil Village right. isn't, is that mixed. I really think of it like I look at it like this. Like I think Deathloop, Metroid Dread, and Ratchet and Clank are the top three. Really, it takes two was kind of like even though it's it's published by EA, but it's like a um, it's like the indie it's like the indie game. 
like Celeste in 2018 or Hades last year. It Takes Two is that smaller game that gets put in here. It's not an indie game, but it's that smaller game that gets put in here. And it's just like good for you for just being nominated. And even though I think a lot of people would probably put it in their top five this year, um, I don't think it has a chance. Resident Evil like Village, I think it, like, I mean, it sold very well. So like, um, but I think it sold less than seven. Um, uh, I love that game. Uh, I like you were talking about. I beat It Takes Two. I beat Ratchet. I beat Resident Evil Village. I played Psychonauts Two. I didn't really care for Psychonauts Two, but it's not my. It's not. It's not. I think it's a bad game. It's just not my game, to be fair. Um, so that's why I feel like it's gonna be Deathloop because Deathloop is on PC. It's on PS4 and PS5. Uh, Metroid Dread is only on Switch, um, and it's probably only gonna sell a couple million by the end of the year. Uh, and Ratchet and Clank is only on PS5. And it's probably only sold as well, only a couple of million. Mm. So I feel like Deathloop is going to win just from the standpoint of like, um, I'm not even I'm not even trying to like discredit it. I think it's probably really is the game of the year. But on right. equal footing, it's probably the the game of the year. Um, but I think Deathloop is going to win, especially on the fan vote side, just because more people have played it. I agree. Yeah. So we are we we agreeing to vote for Deathloop then? Yes. Okay. Clicking it in. Um, vote placed and vote, uh, yep, vote is placed. So let's move on to the next category here, guys. Uh, best game direction. Um, Jesus it's always kind of a weird category. So, uh, outstanding creative vision and innovation and game direction and design. So a lot of times it's like, this is usually a little different, minor differences, but like we've seen games that, you know, like Death Stranding won in 2019. And I, I would honestly think. God of War and Death Stranding were... Oh, no, God of War was 2018. It did win that as well. But, I mean, that game probably deserved it, honestly. And that's... I mean, I know it's a favorite game all the time. I mean, maybe that's, like, fanboy. Maybe that's, like, how well that game was shot. And it's so different from every other game that came out that year. Um, you know, game direction is... I get... The, it's so hard to describe it, but I get what they're going for. Uh, like, tw- Death Stranding won in 2019. And Kojima is a great director. I'll give him that. I just... I don't like Death Stranding. And I'll admit that, even though Kojima is my favorite game direct, uh, game maker of all time. Uh, but so here's here's the list right now: Deathloop again, it takes two. Returnal, Psychonauts two, Ratchet and Clank, Gables. Oh man, this one's tough because I feel like, I mean, hmm. I don't think anything's. I can't think of anything that's so stood out there from like a direction and way it was made that this doesn't that was snubbed from this. Like Returnal's in here, that makes yeah. sense. It's so different from everything else this year. Uh, same with Deathloop, even though they're kind of this, they're the same style of game, but they're not the same. Uh, Psychonauts 2 just felt like a 3D platformer to me, but I can understand because it's you know the 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 head of that is so uh, with Double Fine is so much more out there. He's got his style. I get it because his that it, his style is all over that. So I get it from that standpoint. Yeah. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, I don't understand that one. It takes two. It's kind of like the Psychonauts 2 thing where I think like that's def that's his style with with hate with Hayes Light. Uh and like the, their style is like is all over like the fingerprints are all over that one. Uh but Gables, I think honestly, and maybe it's the the fan in me on this one, I think it takes two takes this. What about you? I thought about that the same way, only because this is like the direction. I think it does play in large part because we both beat that game. Yeah, and uh, the direction in that regards and stuff was clearly out of left field for a lot of it, especially when it came to different forays, especially going to the tree, like, and like uh, going through and escaping from the freaking squirrels and everything else like that, and the whole mm-hmm. like random moments, and then you go from one direction to like another direction that you're like in outer space or this or that. It get it was definitely. It was definitely creative in the sense where there were a lot of different places this game was taking you, which you would not have expected. I feel in the grand scheme that uh, I feel like that, yeah, this is what most people are probably going to go with, too, for like it takes two yeah. in that regard yeah. for creative direction. I, I think, I mean, obviously with fan voting, it could be anything. Uh, it could be Deathloop again or it could be Returnal. Um but I think an honest merit, I think it's a two-man race with Psychonauts 2 and It Takes 2. Uh, so, yeah, well, we're voting for It Takes 2. Uh, vote submitted and vote placed. Moving on to the next uh, one here. Best narrative. Uh, so uh, this is for outstanding storytelling and narrative development and games. 
Um, so Deathloop, um, again, I think uh, there's Deathloop and it takes two, I think, were tied for most nominations, which is incredible. Uh, so best narrative, Deathloop, it takes two, Life is Strange, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Psychonauts 2. I think this is a very good list. I At least, think so, too. I have played four out of these five. I know people loved it, Psychonauts 2. Like I said, it wasn't for me, but I know I, I, I didn't, didn't like it. I did not like it because of the story. I actually kind of thought the story was, the story was kind of interesting. I just didn't like playing the game. Um, and it's tough because neither one of us has played Deathloop. Um, man, this was a tough one, even for me personally, because I beat three of, the, three of these five games. Three of these games are probably in my top five. Uh, for if for if I was like, I mean, just off the top of my head, those three of these uh, three of these games are my top five game of the year without really sitting around thinking about it too much. Um, I think best story, it would probably be between Life is Strange and Mar- Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy for me. Um, I honestly, we've talked about this. It takes two story. I didn't think it was. I didn't like the characters that much. I didn't think the story. I mean, the story I think is is good. I just, I think when we were coming out of it, like we didn't love it, the, the story side of it as much, but we loved the game a hell of a lot. That's um, the thing. The game direction of it, it was fantastic for what it did. As far as a narrative perspective, it was fairly average at best, to be perfectly honest. We didn't like yeah. both of the characters that were taking control of because quintessentially they were horrible people. <laughs> yeah, but you could also argue that maybe that was just part of the story. Is like Holy these people are just. Together they're just terrible people, which yeah is a real thing. I've I've I have I have no couples, I have no friends that like separately these people are awesome. Together they are evil and poison. Um, yeah, I, I think my personal vote would be for true true colors. Life is strange. Um, man, this is tough. I I don't know, Gables. What what are you thinking? To be perfectly honest with you, I mean, having played two out of these five games and stuff, I thought the stronger narrative was Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I think. Oh man, like I said, my 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 vote is true colors, but I think you're right. That do you think that is that your personal vote, or do you think that's what will win? <sighs> that's a tough one because I'm I'm honestly my, the problem is I'm leaning Death Loop on this one because it's the most it's the highest sung of it like of all of these, which is always the tough part because like. But I'm hoping the the games journalist side, the are the ones like they're voting. I feel like I so I feel better about them that I do the fan voting this year on this one, honestly. Um, but yeah, I think mm, I think I can. I'm gonna you know, I'm gonna agree with you. I think it's gonna be Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. All right, we're voting it, putting it in place. That one's tough though, because I feel like it was. Yeah, because I, I I don't I don't think Deathly. I, a lot of people were like. Listening to people talk about that, like that are like part of the process of like these nominees. A lot of people are like, Deathloop's uh, story was not that good, or like as far as like you know, like game of the year nominees. Anyway, moving on to the next one though, best art direction. Uh, this is for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. Um, we have uh, Artful Escape, Deathloop, four for four so far on those. Uh, Kina, Bridge of Spirits. Psychonauts 2 and Ratchet and Clank with the part. I think for best art direction, the only one of these, are, so I've beaten Kina and I've beaten Ratchet and I played Psychonauts 2. Um, Ratchet is just a is a very pretty version of Ratchet. Uh, Psychonauts 2 direction is uh, art is, you know, its own thing. No one else does it. Um, Artville Scape. People that love that game, love that game, love that art style. I love that art style. I just didn't, I don't like, I played a little bit of it. I just, I played it like 20 minutes to be fair, but I just didn't like the game itself. Um, I don't, Deathloop is just more of Arcane's style. You know, it's, I don't know. It's the same art they've been doing for a while. It's just a pretty version of it. I think my vote personally would be Kina and I think it will be Kina. What about you, Gales? Hmm. I could see where you would say for in regards to Kina and stuff. I would think that in terms of like the artfulness of that, you know, that if it were from like a perspective of 
say for what everyone would vote on and stuff, it probably would be either between that or Psychonauts 2 because yeah. how creatively you know, Tim Schafer is with his team and stuff and redevelopment like that game series in general. I mean, hell, I've seen tidbits of the Artful Escape. I thought that it looked fairly fun. Like it looked like an art range of it looked fairly nice and stuff. Deathloop has its own distinct style, but it's, I wouldn't cite it for like best art direction. I would more or less decide maybe like it may be like a tenor for like, say what people will vote on for like maybe one of the best gameplays of it possibly mm -hmm. because it's yeah. arcane studios. They're known for that type of fast, pace gameplay style yeah. and stuff it's the, this it, this is it's the same style as dishonored stuff like yeah that. I mean, and then you yeah, have I mean, like ratchet and clank stuff you know where that's that generally has like a good look and feel and stuff and since that was one of the first games showcase and stuff i mean yeah the art's gonna look like popping in some retrospects but in terms of say best art direction and stuff i don't know too much about kina i mean i've seen some bit of like gameplay of that though, but I've never really personally. That's the problem with this. It's like all of these games, the best art direction. I've never actually tried playing any of them. Yeah. But uh, the reason why I would think that people would go more or less with uh, Psychonauts Two is because, like, well, the familiarity with Tim Schafer and how creative a lot of his games and stuff go in terms of uh, artistic direction. Okay. I just I think Kino's, I think Kino and Ar Artful Escape are just so different from anything else this year. Yeah. Like I said, like. We've seen the Tim Schafer game. We've seen Ratchets. We've seen Arcane Studios. Um, we haven't seen anything like Artful Escape and Kina in gaming. Kina is if Pixar made a video game. Okay. It is, I think, and I'm not the only one to say that. I think Artful Escape is if Bob Dylan and the Beatles learn how to make video games. This would be the game they make. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know and, what? You kind of got me convinced right there. Yeah, I would go with Kina. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I'm just worried that Death. I think Deathloop's gonna win a lot of these rewards just because it's the one that's got the most. At least for the fan side, I think it's gonna win a lot because it's the one that most people have played. But all right, so we'll, we'll go with that one. These man, I just I don't. I, these ones are tough. This is a very tough year. Best score music. That's I don't need to read the read the definition. I oh, think there's no contest itself. for me, but still, go ahead with you. All right, so our full escape, Cyberpunk 2077, Deathloop, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, and Nero new replicant uh, anything you think that should have been here that wasn't and i mean what would you personally vote for and what do you think will win all right in terms of musical score and direction and stuff like that you know what god i honestly can't think of anything in regards that was released this year that could potentially do like that uh, that music you know for the best score and like whatever and stuff even looking back on the games that i've actually tried and played this year you know it's like they're the only ones i could really the only thing i could really see in terms of like music that uh, i did firmly enjoy that i would personally vote for would be guardians of the galaxy because a lot of that music is stuff i grew up listening to anyway yeah it's just the 80s best sets of the 80s basically yeah pretty much yeah, yeah pretty much but uh I don't know too much about some of the soundtracks here. I mean, near replicant, I would probably think that is uh, probably wouldn't be voted upon mostly. I think it's going to be either between Death Loop or Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Personally, yeah, I don't. I don't think Cyberpunk's going to win because, like I said, it's fifty fifty fan vote. I yeah. think that one's out. I can't believe that's got in there. The the, the music is I, it's actually good, but I just I'm surprised um, it just got nominated for anything. Yeah. Um, Artful Escapes music is wonderful from what I've heard. Um, Near Replicant, I mean, the Near music is top notch to me. True. I still go back and listen to Near Automata's music all the time. Uh, but I think it's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I don't, I don't really like Guardians in this, honestly, because I feel like it's like. I know, okay, so it says for outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, and or licensed soundtrack. So technically, it, it fits the letter of the law. I feel like it just. It breaks the heart of the law. I wish it was like more like didn't include license. I can music. understand that, but even in certain key moments inside of the game in and of itself, like say you're idly inside a ship and stuff, and you're trying to work yeah. on things at your workbench, and you have a couple songs that bust on, or even in the midst of combat where you have to do your huddle and stuff, and all of a sudden, like a tune blares out, like say Bonnie Tyler's "I Need a Hero," or like uh, 
or God, even like freaking like Rick Ashley or whatever the hell just blaring yeah. over there. It just fits. It fits the tone and on the overall like direction of that game in general. That's why I kind of yeah. felt like it was one of the best in that regards. But I could see that being voted on to being the best soundtrack personally. Yeah, I, I think it's gonna win. I think you're right. Um, I would say the one thing that that's not. This is the ones where like, I feel like Life is Strange, True Colors should be in here if we're gonna include licensed music because I think that soundtrack. I mean, the music is always top notch in those things. People, and it's not just me that says that. A lot of people say that, but. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm surprised that Nier's in here, uh, and Life Strange is not. But anyways, all right. So we're voting for Mark Garvin's of the Galaxy. I think it's gonna win. I think you're right. Um, just because I means it's a lot of people that people love that music, and a lot of people more people know that music. So, uh, moving on here to next one. Uh, God damn, six of six so far for Deathloop. Now we're on the sixth category. Uh, <laughs> Deathloop has been in every single one of them. Uh, best audio design, recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. Forza, Deathloop, Ratchet and Clank, Resident Evil Village, Returnal. This one's tough because a I don't fully understand what they're saying, and b I Forza sounds very good. Recognizing um, the best in-game audio and sound design. So basically oh, the types of sounds effects and stuff. Basically the types of like because and what's very interesting about this one is four out of these five are uh, uh, exclusives to a console. Yeah. Uh, Resident Evil Village did uh, has PS PlayStation Five exclusive haptics uh, and 3D audio with PS Five uh, if you use the headset. So that makes sense. Uh, I played I've played four out of these five. Um, I well four so you can't. I guess you could beat, but you can't really beat it. So I've beaten three out of these five. Or I played an, I would say ten plus hours of three out of these five, or beaten them. Uh, Returnal, I played a few hours of. Deathloop, I have not played. Um, best audio design. Design. Oh. I gotta. I think it's gonna be Forza, but my vote would be would be Resident Evil because that 3D audio was fantastic, in it. Um, the hat with the haptic feedback, and then also just like with the way you know, with things sneaking up on you. Walking the, the the scariness of it, especially playing. I played. I beat that game with the. I played the whole game with the, with my headset on. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was second to none. If you, going based off of the, the description we have here, but I think it's gonna be Forza, because it does have the Adobe Atmos uh, audio, which I know people love. Um, and that game, when you're, it just sounds really good to play. What yeah, that say? does make a lot of sense. I would definitely think that uh with the amount of time and effort they put into the audio tracks and also in terms of the audio like even like the sound effects and stuff inside forza games that yeah forza horizon 5 would probably be the one that would win this category okay are you going with forza then and moving on to the next one all right best performance so we have erica mori as alex chen from life of strange true colors uh gian I can never say his name. Giancarlo Carlo Esposito as Anton Castillo from uh, Far Cry 6. He was the main bad guy. Jason Kelly as Colt Vaughn from Deathloop. Maggie Robinson as Lady Demetrius from Resident Evil Village. She was the tall lady. And Ozemia, I can't, um, Akawa, I'm so sorry for fucking that up. Uh, Juliana Blake. Ooh. I think my pick would be Erica Mori as Alex Chen from Life is Strange. I think it's going to be Maggie Robinson as Lady Demetrius. That makes the most sense to me because that her act, her character was pretty much the vocal point about the entire experience in regards to Resident Evil Village from what mm-hmm. I've heard from people and stuff. They really loved her performance. They also there's also plenty of memes of Lady Demetrius, like mm-hmm. Demetrisu and stuff. It's so it's it's I understand there's been other strong performances. I mean, with Giancarlo, with Jason Keeley, and especially with Erica Mori and stuff like that for Life is Strange, True Colors. But uh, I feel like Maggie's the one that's going to win this category. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's she's the one that blew up the internet the most. Yep. So uh, give me one second, Gibbles here. Sorry, people. I'm going to have to switch my headphones. My uh, AirPods are batteries are dying. So give me one second as I switch over. So bear with me here. Um, but Gables, we are as we're doing that, as I'm doing that, I will cut through here. So, 
uh, games for impact, uh, for a thought-provoking game with pro-social meaning or message. We have Before Your Eyes, uh, Boyfriend Dungeon, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, Life is Strange, Two Colors, and No Longer Home. Um, what are your thoughts about this one? Uh, you know what? I mean, personally, mine would be between Boyfriend Dungeon and Life is Strange, Two Colors. Uh, but games, I think it's Chicory. I think Chicory is the most popular of these games. As far as like a, uh, people love Chicory. Like that's a lot of people's game of the year. Yeah, people love that game. Okay. Why? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This game is blown up on uh, for people that came out over the summer, uh, and I, I I recommend highly recommend you check out some uh, some trailers for this one. I think it's gonna be that because that game. People that play this game love that game. Oh. That, that's why it's going to be my vote. Okay. Okay. All right. So are we, we agree on Chicory then? Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to go ahead with Chicory. I mean, it's also one of those things where this is another category where I've played none of these games right here. And also in terms of the social things, I personally think it would have been like, say, Life is Strange True Colors. But yeah, Chicory, I could potentially see i've only seen maybe a couple of trailers but uh if there's like a lot of media buzz about it then more than likely that's going to be yeah. a strong impact okay yeah like i said i would boyfriend engine would probably be my would be my personal pick uh life is true colors is also did a fantastic job with this but uh, yeah i think i think it's gonna check reason on it I, and i think you might like that game like like i said check out some trailers okay uh moving on to best ongoing games so this is a reward to a game for outstanding development of ongoing uh, content that evolves the player experience over time. So we got Apex Legends, Final Fantasy XIV. I feel like we can just stop there. Uh, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, and Call of Duty Warzone. This one feels really easy. No it's contest. Final Fantasy it's Final Fantasy XIV online. Yeah. If you were, if you listen to last week's, we talked about how big Final Fantasy XIV is blown up this year. And yeah, we're just that that one. Considering like, that it, game has pretty much taken what was left of the World of Warcraft like user base and stuff. And pretty much led them to the promised lands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, it, this one should just be—they should give the award to whoever finished second, because we all know who won. Uh, moving on to the next one here, so we're on number ten here. Gables, we've gone three in a row without Deathloop, so that's something. Um, or four in a row now. So best indie uh, for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the tra- traditional publisher system. Um, 12 minutes, uh, Death Store, Inscription, Keenan Bridge of Spirits, Loop Hero. My pick is Death Store. Dude. I think it's going to be Death Store. I'll be, per- I'll be perfectly honest with you. I do not like the picks for this best indie games and stuff right here. Because okay. having played a good handful of indie games this past year, where the fuck is Cyber Shadow? Where the fuck is like Ender Lilies? Or even like Dodgeball Academia? Those three yeah, are big uh, games that I could potentially have seen interwoven between, say, Inscription or even 12 Minutes. But those, like, that's what I go back to where it's more like we, you love them. Like, I love Dodgeball Academia as well. Yeah. Uh, but those ones are, I think, much smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I think where, like, these ones are, like, have a lot, like, Death Store came out of nowhere at E3. 12 Minutes we've been talking about for six years. Inscription just kind right. of popped up just recently. Canterbury Spirits, we just found about last year. Right. But it's got a big push behind with PlayStation. Loop Hero has been one of the biggest games uh, in gaming the last year. Yeah. Um, so that's why, I, yeah, I can understand where you're coming from. I wouldn't be surprised if it got some votes. But I, I think the ones I got, you know, yeah, I, looking at this, I'm stunned that 12 minutes is on this. But uh, it's that game feels like either people love that game or completely hated that game there's like no middle ground like either it's like you got that rated high or it's like worst game of the year to you all right um so that one stuns me it's on here somewhat um inscription i don't know much about but it's blown up more recently i think it could win because of the recency bias um kina i think is a very good game um it's a very it's a stunningly beautiful game like I said, mm, you know what? I my personal vote, I said would be Death Store. 
I think it's going to be Loop Hero because I think it's just more popular. I'll be perfectly honest. I've seen a lot of like Loop Hero and stuff like that, and the popularity on Steam and stuff is pretty big for that game. But I also feel like the same could be said for Death Store because that pretty much came out of nowhere. Yeah, I just worry that I not not so much worry. Like it's more like worry personally because I love Death Store, and it's my personal pick. But I think Loop Hero just played by far more people because Death Store is only on PC and Xbox. Death Store is on everything. All right, so I guess we can go with uh, Loop Hero on that. All right, so is, is that what you want to go with then? Yep. Let's go with Loop okay. Hero. Loop Hero. I don't like it, but that's why I I, I I agree. Um. All right. Best mobile game. We're just gonna skip that one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it's so funny how it is. Uh, okay. Best community support. No contest. Final Fantasy fourteen. Cool. We're just gonna click on that one then and move on. Uh, we're not even going to say the, the rest of them because we already know. Innovation and accessibility. Uh, recognizing software and, and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by even more even wider audience. Um, something that's been blowing up the last few years mm. and only getting better, especially I, I, on the Xbox side and PlayStation side. Yes. This year, Xbox, killing it. Um, Far Cry 6, Forza Horizon 5, Mar- uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, the Veil, Shadow of Crown. I don't know. We, I don't even know what that game is. Um, I played the other four. I'd beaten two of them. I played a shit ton of five, Forza Horizon 5, and I put like eight hours in six. Uh, all of them have done a very, very good job um, with accessibility. I think, honestly, Forza Horizon 5 should and will win this because uh, just how gracious they are with the accessibility but also how gracious they are with with just making it like you can change the settings so much like incrementally to make it easier to play and like easier to be competitive i agree okay it's on xbox it's an xbox exclusive and they're heavy upon accessibility stuff yeah i feel like that yeah that's the most logical step right there yeah i i think uh as good as PlayStation is doing and like Ubisoft are doing, I think Xbox is, is that much better than anybody else when it comes to that. Uh, we're just going to skip AR and VR. Um, best action game. Ooh. for a, the, the best game in an action genre focuses primarily on combat. So we got Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, Returnal. They're going to go with Deathloop. I think it's going to be Deathloop as well. But I, I, I'm also wondering sometimes because like you hear – it's kind of like when you would like – like reading Nintendo Power as a kid, or even like listening to like people talk about like how voting processes worked, like on like websites and other journalist areas, where like yeah, uh, on newspapers, where like or but magazines, where it's like, all right, well, you know, this game will win Game of the Year, so then we'll give this other game best action adventure game of the year, even though Game of the Year is an action adventure game, but we don't want to give it that twice. So I. I always think that could happen in, in this category. Like people will vote for the second best game in that one. That way it's kind of like, a, you know, Hey, you didn't win game of the year, but you won this one. Uh, but I, I think it's gonna be death loop. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Best action adventure game. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I just like that. We go from a best adventure uh, action game to best action adventure for the best action adventure game of the <laughs> combining combat traversal and puzzle solving uh we got marvel's guardians of the galaxy metroid dread psychonauts 2 ratchet and clank rift apart resident Evil village what, what what's your overall thoughts on this uh on this list and who do you think and who maybe do you want to win all right so in terms of what i personally would like want to win god i personally would like to see metroid dread win but I, think, I don't think that uh, that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be for best action adventure is probably going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I think it will be Metroid Dread because I think you it's think so? I think Metroid Dread has sold more than Marvel of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Marvel of the Guardians of the Galaxy is not selling great right now. Okay. Uh, Metroid Dread is selling great, even though I know it's great in comparison to Metroid Dread games. Okay. Um, Psychonauts two, I know people love that game that have played it, but I, don't, I think it's bigger on 
the content creator uh, outlet side than is the the fan side. Okay. Um, I feel like Ratchet is a very good. Um, this is a very good list. I don't think Guardians of the Galaxy will win it okay. because I don't think it's been played by enough people outside of outlets. Uh, Resident Evil Village just kind of technically fits in this category. I don't think it's going to win it. All right. Um, I think it. I would like to see it takes two in this list instead. I don't know, but probably though, what would you take out? I would probably take out Guardians of the Galaxy, honestly, because I would argue that the worst parts of that game is the action adventure side of it. Even though it's not, I'm not saying it's bad, but the characters and the story is what, and everything else is what sells that game. Um, the puzzles and the com the and the combat is I think second in that game. Um, okay, so I think Metroid Dread then. All right, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna lean Metroid as well. So we're gonna go with Metroid. All right. Uh, moving on. Best best role playing. Oh, what the fuck here? Best role playing game for the best game design with rich player character customization and progression. Okay, that makes sense. Then. <laughs> Including massively <laughs> multiplayer experiences. So hey. I when I saw Cyberpunk 2077 in this, I was like, what the fuck? You you heard me literally say what the fuck? Yeah. Um, you knew that, but um. That's on here. Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, Shimigami Tensei Five, Tales of Rise. I'm right. not gonna. This is pretty Cyberpunk... much one of my categories here. Uh-huh. Yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 has a very good chance, I think, of winning this in the end. But I'm not gonna vote for it, even if it probably is gonna win, uh, just out of uh, sheer respect for these other games. All right. My personal pick would be Scarlet Nexus, mm-hmm. but to be fair, it's the one I played. But I think the game is actually really awesome. The only part, the only reason I didn't keep playing it was because the anime part of it kept getting in the way. Uh, but the, the gameplay and everything else is fantastic. Um, but I do really want to play Tales of Rise. But I think it's might. I think it's gonna be Monster Hunter Rise. All right. So having played four out of the five games here, one of the rarities inside of this game, the <laughs> this fucking list and stuff <laughs> for this year. No, it's not going to be Cyberpunk. That's not going to happen. In but uh, in regards to the other games in the list, I've played a little bit of Monster Hunter Rise, played a little bit of Scarlet Nexus, and I have played a little bit of Tales of Arise. From the personal, from the personal hearsay and stuff, I know there was plenty of people that love playing Monster Hunter Rise, but I've been hearing fantastic things about not just. Tales of Arise, but also Semigami Tensei Five. Even though, mm-hmm. even yeah. though no, two I... out of the four games here are locked as exclusives here for Nintendo Switch, right? Currently at this moment, up until mm. the PC port of Monster Hunter Rise comes out later next year. Yeah, my vote goes. I honestly feel like the one that's going to win is Tales of Arise because I'm hearing okay. a lot yeah. of great, fantastic praise of this. I'm yeah. And it's the highest selling Tales of Rise game already. So yeah, it's the no, highest. I, I agree with you. Tales yeah. Up game, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. We're going with that one then. All right, that's a good point too, especially behind everything. So it helps out. Uh, moving on here, best fighting game. Um, this was always tough because there's not a lot of. The problem is with this is a lot of times there's not just not a lot of fighting games that come out every year, so it's always kind of weird. Uh, it's, and it's like half the time I never heard of most of them. Well, uh, just like this year. This is definitely uh, another one of my categories. Yeah, so we have okay. I got two two weeks in a row. I got to do this one. Demon Slayer, Kimitsu, No Yaibu, The Hinokami Chronicles, nailed it. Uh, Guilty Gear, <laughs> Guilty Gear Strive, Melty Blood Type Lumani, Lumini, Lumini, Lumini. Okay, Nickelodeon All Stars Battle. Fuck off, Nickelodeon. <laughs> I have Virtual <laughs> Virtual Fighter Five. I feel like Nickelodeon's in there just because. There's probably a lot of it's like mid twenties, yeah, popularity and a lot of mid twenty year olds are now in the in these outlets that are eligible to vote. That's how I got in there. Gibbles, this is this is your category. What what are you thinking? All right, let's cut to the chase right here. It's like it's not going to be Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown because the online's complete garbage with that. Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl, it's there for popularity, but it's it's not going to be one of those ones. It's going to go. I personally think it's going to be Guilty Gear Strive because I have heard a lot of good things about it coming on for the PS5 and Xbox Series X and stuff, and it's also one of the more popular games that have been coming up there, so I'm going to go Guilty Gear Strive. That's probably going to win. 
And uh, Nerves to Talk to Ships, son's favorite fighting game of the year as well. <laughs> and it's an extra life joke for people. So that's a that's only three people get that joke. Uh, best family game, aka the Nintendo Award, uh, for best game appropriate for family play, introspective, um, irrespective of genre or platform. It takes two. Not a good family game. Gable, it's nominated. I don't feel like that game. It's about divorce. I don't feel like that's a good family game. I would not want my kids around playing that game with me. <laughs> but the other four games, no surprise, are Nintendo games. We have Mario Party Superstars. That's a good way. That's also not a family game. That's a good way to break up your family. Uh, new Pokemon Snap, Super Mario, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, WarioWare Get Together. I'm going to pick Mario World, Mario 3D World, Bowser's Fury. And I agree with you 100%. Mario games okay. that are platformers like that, they usually are great family games. So Yeah. And it's weird because New Pokemon Snap is a one-player game. Yeah. WarioWare is just is selling very well for a WarioWare game, but it's also ultimately a disappointment. Uh, and it's not selling... Not like I don't think it's going to be like a probably is, hasn't sold multi-millions. Um, it takes two is would be my personal pick out of this, uh, but it's not a good. It's not a good family game at all. I would not want to. Yeah, I would not want my kids around playing this with me. Uh, so, yeah, Mario 3D World plus Bowser Fury. All right. Next category. I don't know how many categories we got left here because a lot of these are not going to vote on best sim and strategy. Yeah. Best game focus. Can we just skip this yeah, one? Let's skip this one. Okay. We don't really play a lot of Sims or strategy games. Best racing slash best sports slash racing game for best traditional and not traditional sports and racing game. F one F one twenty twenty one FIFA twenty twenty one. Fuck off FIFA. I think it's just going to be Forza Horizon five first. Yeah. So yeah, Forza Horizon five is probably going to win it. I think we agree on that. We're going to click on it. But Hot Wheels Unleashed is in there. Riders Republic. Good for you, Hot Wheels, because I think the game actually sounds kind of cool. I will say this: Where the fuck is Cruising Blast? That's true. That's not in there. Get, you can get rid of FIFA and just put this could really just be the best racing category. And we could just put all, all five racing games because FIFA should not be in this. Yeah, list. no shit. Madden shouldn't be on this list. FIFA, NBA 2K. Uh, should not I'm actually should not. surprised that Madden isn't on the list at all. It, considering how usually isn't a lot of times you see NBA, a lot of times you'll see NBA 2K in there. That's and it's like, why? So best multiplayer game. We have back for blood, knockout city. It takes two months on rise, new world, Valheim. I'm thinking it takes two. Yeah, definitely hands down. It takes two. That's yeah. the best multiplayer. Yeah, I, I just don't. It is. I mean, it's. I think it's better than all these games. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise should not be on this. Should not be nominated because it's only available on the Switch. <laughs> it should just fail right then there for that. Um, content creator of the year. We'll just. I skip that one. Think we're getting oh. close to the end of this stuff. Oh, that's so best indie we, we debut. Gotta, here best debut indie. So this is from the fir- the best uh, debut game from any uh, independent studio. So we got Artful Escape, Forgotten City, Kena Bridge of Spirits, Sable, and Valheim. Probably gonna be Kena. I, I I think I agree. Maybe Valheim. Maybe because it's it's made by Amazon. Could win it. But yeah, I think I, I'm gonna go Kena. That was tough. Cause I, I yeah. Because Valheim's the biggest of all of them. Right. But yeah, we'll go, we'll go Kena. All right. I don't know what we got left here. Most. Oh, okay. This this is the last oh, one. Oh God. Most anticipated this is the game. Difficult one of them all. So Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horza. Uh, I almost said Horza. Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to. Like, we got we got Horizon. I was thinking Forza Horizon. Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to Legends of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, and Starfield. I think it's going to be the sequel to Breath of the Wild. I'll be honest with you. Every single one of these games, in my honest opinion, could be argued to be the most anticipated game. But if I had to go forth and pick a game that people are going to be the most excited of for the next year, it's probably going to be Starfield. Because that's something that yeah. has been hyped up to the fucking moon and back. Yeah. But at the same point, my personal choice probably would be the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Because obviously I love the Legend of Zelda franchise. I know God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West. Those things are... those are That's one-on-one-A for me right there. Yes, exactly. I mean, 
here you have you, you pretty much would be thinking that okay we've got to wear ragnarok that would be one of the most anticipated horizon that's most most anticipated and stuff elden ring is showing damn good promise i guess but oh god in terms of i have more i have more anxiety right now about game of the year 2022 than i do game of the year 2021 yeah good point that's an absolutely great point because all of these games are scheduled to release next year or even the year after <laughs> yeah um i think you're right i think it's starfield i think it is starfield on... i think ultimately bethesda game studios the fallouts the elder, the elder scrolls it's is honestly just bigger than zelda it it's just crazy to think is. but it probably is it absolutely yeah. is starfield has been hyped and in development for decades in regards to this de- stuff. Well, a, a decade. A decade here for Bethesda. And this is post being uh, bought out by Microsoft. And we've seen little tidbits of this, but it's been hyped to the moon. People are the most going to be voting for that. Yeah. And it's the first real Bethesda Game Studio game, if, if we're not counting Fallout 76, since Fallout 4, which is a 2014 game. Yeah. So first game in eight years, assuming it comes out next year. So. I think that's going to be it. I'm going to scroll through the rest here just to be safe. Best esports game? No. Yes. Esports athlete. Uh, esports team. Uh, esports coach. I don't understand. Like, uh, just whoever won the most. Uh, best esports event. No, that's it. All right. Yeah. So yeah. that is <laughs> the list. Um, I want to, I might go back and just write these down to see how we did in the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm glad we did this separately because. I figured we would probably spend about an hour on this, and we yeah. almost did. So yeah, um, thank you guys. You know, we got you guys got an extra show out of this week. Uh, it is very late for me right now. It's one thirty yep. in the morning, so it is time for us to get the fuck out of here. Yep. If you liked all that, please check us out everywhere: YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, there's in the link. Uh, there's a link in the show notes. Uh, Linktree is what we use, and it has the link to everything we are available to. Like I said, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, even has extra life in there, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, whatever we're on it. Please like, share, subscribe, five stars, comments, reviews, whatever you can do to help us out. We really would appreciate it. Oh, show up, Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. Play some goddamn video games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen to us. And then when you're done, play some video games. But thank you for listening to another fun filled episode of the drunk dash nerds podcast. Hey Gables. Yeah. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.